Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you. Spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. And as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Darren the Parlay Kid, Harry and Brother Bry. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Football's happening, Sal. What's going on, buddy? You know what? Harry is right. He jumped in there. I, I was just being rhetorical. What's going on? He's like football. He's got the laser focused. Actually, not really focused. He, he, he bet on tennis and he had a little baseball. Did you win today, Harry? You, you actually won a bet? I won my extra points. I had over nine in the Rockies Rangers. I start. I was down. I need it was a push for uh, in the ninth inning. I get a walk and then a hit batsman and I get the run and uh, they unload for five in the ninth and I Beautiful. finally get a W. Wow. All right. I mean, that's not as fun for us as when you lose and you go on Sucks. for two and a half minutes, Sucks. right? Sucks. What are you going to do? You got to mix it up, guys. Otherwise, it's, you know, if, if the bad guy wins all the time, it's not great. <laughs> Speaking of bad guys, Stephen Amell. Whoa. Oh, this is a good hey. one. From Heels on the Stars Network every Sunday night, 9 o'clock. He's going to join us. Uh, that'll be fun. We're going to go over the four, really five big games, I think, this week. But my head couldn't take it. We're just going to go over four of them. Uh, Wisconsin, Penn State, Clemson, Georgia, LSU, UCLA, and Notre Dame. Eddie Spaghetti's Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Can we call them Fighting Irish? You're right with that, Spaghetti? They play take on FSU. Uh, please, just the Irish. Just, uh, you know. Just the Irish? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Please right. be sensitive. All right. Wow. It's going to wow. take some getting wow. used to. Uh, <laughs> bad news for you, Spaghetti. We'll get to it when we get to it. But I think all of us, like, like Notre Dame. That can't be good. That can't be good, but we'll discuss it in just a few minutes. Um, I want to switch gears to the NFL. You can do all your betting action on fandle.com slash against all odds. And they have all sorts of props up there. We go over them every single week. Go back. Listen, we went over the divisions. We'll put a link up with all those there. We did all the college conferences. And now I want to do a little something fun. Um, I couldn't think of a name for it, but we're going to call it the $100 dash. Kind of like 100-yard dash, but here's the thing. You guys need money. I'm going to give one of you $100. I'm going to read off some props, okay? And you got to tell me what the actual number it is. Now, Harry, I don't want you cheating. You're already on. Don't go on Fandle. Get off of it. In fact, I think I need to see everybody's hands. That's what's going to happen here. Uh, Harry, you won this last week. I asked you to... We went back and forth. You guys picked the FedEx field and the Sokoli brothers fizzled out and Harry had one more. What did you do with the money though? You lost it on tennis, right? No, nah, I, I lost it on the, uh, actually the Rockies and Rangers game over eight and a half that night. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good enough. Important thing is you lost it. I'm giving you guys the opportunity for another hundred dollars. So here's how we're going to play it. I am going to give you a player. We're going to do three rounds of this. One's going to be a four-digit number. The second round's going to be a three-digit number. Third round, two-digit number. And we'll see who's ahead after the three rounds. Maybe we'll have a tiebreaker. And it goes like this. Harry, you're a big Minnesota Vikings fan this year. Yep. If they go 7-10, and 10, you're, you're, you're full of shame. You probably have to leave the country, right? Big Kirk okay. Cousins fan. Tell me, Justin Jefferson, over on the receiving yards, how many? <laughs> 1,350. Oh, I Whoa. know this, too. I know this. Whoa. You do know I it? know this. I know All right. this. All right. I'm going to go next to you, Darren. C.D. Lamb. Just, 
No, okay. I got to give you another one. This is just how yeah. I did it. C.D. Lamb. Quit cheating, Darren. Yep. Uh, Over on their receiving yards. Uh, 1149.5 yards. 1149.5. All right. Brother Bry, Adam Thielen, sticking with Minnesota. Mm, uh, let's say, um, is he like 10, uh, 1049.5? You guys did very well. You said uh, 1,049 and a half. It is 1,000.5. So you were off 49 yards. All right. Parley Not Kid, great. you said 1149 and a half. It's 1050. You're off 89 yards. Hmm. So, Harry, you have to beat 50. You have to beat 49. He's, you, that's, Harry's off 49, right? Well, uh, Harry said 13. No, 14, it's, it's 1,400 for Jefferson, right? Well, no, Jefferson was 1,400 last year. He's 13. What'd you say, Harry? 1,375? No, I said 1,350. It's 1,375 is the answer. Right. So you were off by 25.5. There you go. Good job, Harry. All right. Harry's in the lead. He knows his Minnesota Vikings. How high is is that? That number is high, though. It's so high for over. And and by the the way, Darren, I would have guessed. I got Jefferson at 1,400 somewhere. I, I, I took the under. Oh, you well, did? Darren, okay. I, yeah, well, I'm just taking Fandle.com. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and Darren, you should know CD plus last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that and is. I know high. Harry got CD Lamb at a higher number than than that. No, I'm I got sure. CD Lamb this year at a thousand. You did? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's See, that's why. You, yeah, that's why you uh, took him second I, in the draft. I think. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Those <laughs> are high numbers. Can't I wait. Think, uh, <laughs> yeah. You see, Harry, that there was at least one receiver who was higher. Um, actually, two now, two of the three. <laughs> two of the guys should be lo- wanting me. You should, you guys should be like Harry. That's a great pick. No, I hope you're no, right. I Although I did, you. I did take Lamb for most in our pool. I did take Lamb for most receiving yards at like twenty-eight to one or whatever it was. All right, beat him here. This is a three-digit number if you don't count the decimal. All right, start with you, Bry. Damian Harris rushing yards. Mm, um, uh, Sal's. A thousand, a thousand. No, three, three, thousand. no, no, three, three digit, three digit number. Three oh, digit. it's three. Oh shit, sorry, yeah. you were saying three digit. Um, eight ninety nine and a half. Eight ninety nine and a half. All right, Darren, I will give you Austin Eckler. Um, eight seventy five and a half. Eight seventy five and a half. All right, That's Harry, you get Julio Jones. Um, eight hundred and fifty. All right, Harry is way off with that one. It was nine eighty-five and a half for Julio Jones. Uh, Darren, you said eight seventy-five and a half. It's eight twenty-five and a half for Eckler. So you're off fifty. All right, that's good. And Bry, you were only off twenty-four and a half with the little hint that it was a three-digit. Yeah, yeah. You were off about hundred. So Bry takes round two. Our right, parlay yeah. kid, you got to take round three. All right. I don't know if this is interesting. Can we keep going? I <laughs> no, guess we should discuss good. some of these. Let's we should discuss these. Were you guys go, surprised? We could do this all night, really. I, I know. You really could. You really <laughs> could. Um, I would have thought Eckler was higher than Harris. But he's uh, he's he's 50 less. I don't know. I, don't right. like, I, I think well, gone I, over seven. Eckler's never been over 700. I did do that. I did do that for the prop was the under for Eckler. Rushing, That's right. Rushing yards. He's a PPR guy, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I forget. We've done so many things now. Okay, this is a two-digit number. 
Harry Sam Darnold, touchdown passes. 21. Okay. Bright, Matt Stafford, touchdown passes. Uh, 37. Okay. Darren, Jared Goff, touchdown passes. 27.5. My number's way right. too high, isn't it? Yeah. D Darren said 27 and a half for Goff. Might be high too, yeah. Yours is high. It's 21 and a half. So you're off six. But not as bad as Bry, who was off See, like 30. eight. Yeah, he's 29. Shit. 29.5. Wow. Yeah. Wow. After I said it, I would have thought 31, 32. I just, yeah. yeah. That seems low. 29.5. So low. you have to beat yeah, Harry. That's way Darren. too high. 30. What the hell am I talking about? To keep Harry's this going. right, he's right around the mark. Harry, yeah. he is right around the mark. Unfortunately, he's 21, Fuck. it's 23 and a half, and Harry wins the money again. Shit. He wins a hundred dollar challenge. Fuck. Two for two, two for two. <laughs> Shit. The props are great, though. That was, I like that. Harry, I actually like that. Harry. You gotta bet so much money on that under 23 and a half. Listen, yeah, Sal. really, Harry. Just, you think it's 21? I that's, think that's Harry, a, like a full game. Don't there. even bet the rest of the season. Just put like 10 grand on the under 23 and a half and suffer this can, whole season. When we, when we do this again, Sal, can, on Tuesday, if we do this again on Tuesday, can we do what country golfers are from? I'll kill these two in a heartbeat. Sure. No. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. You know what? You got you call uh, call up the parlay kid and brother Bry gets conference in and you guys talk about him. Have like a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that I will think you that will do be, that. That will really want uh, the listeners to really tune <laughs> into this. To, to um, I want to go up against House. Shit. I, yeah, I really fucking botched that stuff. It's all right, Bry. Damn. It's okay. Shit. It's gonna be all right. Uh, I'm trying to find a few more. We could do these forever. We're waiting for uh, Stephen Amell. It's calling in. Let's in go. Uh, let's keep minutes. going. So Come you want to keep yeah. going? All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Go. Okay, uh, Darren. Well, Harry hasn't won yet. Let's see what we can do. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, Herbert, Darren. Um, passing yards. Uh, forty-two. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Forty-three hundred. Forty-three hundred. Forty-three hundred. All right. So this has to be a big no. Uh, we'll do all passing yards. Uh, Bright Tua passing yards. Who uh. 30, 3,800. Oh, 3,750. 3,750. 3,750. Harry. Uh, let's do Baker Mayfield passing yards. 4,200. Okay. Uh, Harry, you said 4,200. Mayfield's number is 4,000.5. So you're off 199.5. Bri, you said uh, 3750. 3750. It's a little high, right? Two is 3899. Oh, no. All right. A little nice. low. That's right. So you're Parlay one, kid. 149. Parlay kid, you said what? 4,300? Yeah. 4,550. So, oh. so, so Bri, so wins, high. right? Yeah. Oh. What? So TV. high. That's Shit. incredible. I've actually liked every, except for the golf one, I've liked every number I've thrown out there. I felt good about it. 45-50. Wow. That's why I drafted him in fantasy as well. That's that's a, that's a lot for a second. Who are you talking about, Harry? Wow. Oh, you, you drafted, uh, yeah, that's a ton. Herbert. But he had a bunch last year, right? Okay. He had a ton. Uh, right, let's do an easy one. 
Uh, uh, Spaghetti, you could jump in here. Barkley touchdowns, rushing. Harry. Harry, you guessed and Spaghetti guesses. Eight. Okay. What do you think, Spaghetti? I was going to say eight, but just to change it up, I'll go... I'm going to go seven. Okay. Um, Darren, Ezekiel, Elliott, touchdown runs. Rushing, Sal? Yeah, rushing. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 11.5. Okay. I could be way off. Bri, your favorite team. Josh Jacobs, touchdown runs. Um, I would say 8-2. Okay, so... Uh, you said eight. It's eight and a half, Bry, for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, touch that. Played the half. Uh, minus one twelve. Uh, maybe, maybe the, the money might factor in here. Parlay kid, you're a little, little too heavy here. Just like Zeke was uh, last couple of years. Eleven and a half. It's nine and a half. Is the number? He wishes he gets twelve there. And Harry, Harry, you were off a half also. You said eight. It's eight and a half for Barkley. Yeah. Me and so, Brian a half. Me and Brian get a half. You get a half. So Josh Jacobs and Barkley are expected to have the same amount of touchdown rushing. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess gotta that's get, right. Barkley's got it. Barkley's got to get in the swing of things a little bit first. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's do one more. I don't know how interesting this is to listen to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. And I'm getting my butt kicked. Out. I know. I know. Uh, let's see. Is there a rushing prize, division player props? Mathematically, I've won it already. Let's let's do this. Who is expected to throw more interceptions? Jared Goff or Tua Tagalavoa? Harry. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say uh, Goff. No, Goff twelve to one have the most interceptions. Tua ten to one. All right. Um. Darren, who is expected to have more touchdown passes? Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford? Matt Ryan. No, Matt Ryan, 20 to 1 to have the most. Matt Stafford, 13 to 1. Oh my gosh, I'm getting this wow. disaster. <laughs> um, okay. Wow, and you guys, oh, I don't know. I think you guys have fooled it's me tough. with all the Matt Ryan. Oh, I know. There's too many Matts. Bri, who's supposed to have more receiving touchdowns? Uh, let's see. Mike Evans or CeeDee Lamb? Oh, that's a good one. Um, CeeDee Lamb, I'll say. No. Shit. <laughs> Mike Evans, 11 to 1. CD Lamb, 17 to 1. That's the trifecta for you. 80, 50. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shit. All right, we Bam. got a ways to go, guys. <laughs> Shit. All right, let's quit this now. We got to stop this now. Also, yeah. he's, he's on the line. Yeah. All right, here he is. This is a treat. Joining us right now, I've been trying to get him on for weeks. You know him as Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, but mainly as a degenerate wrestling fan who now gets to live out his dream as a professional wrestler on the small screen where he plays Jack Spade in the new hit series, Heels. It's on Stars Network every Sunday night, 9 Eastern. Stephen Amell, what's happening, Stephen? Not much, Sal. How you doing? 
Well, it's great to have you. And we're all big fans of the show. Please t- don't tell me it's fake. I, I want to believe if, if you could do one thing, just tell me it's all legit, right? Everything you're doing. A hundred percent. As long as I get to guess the lines, it's legit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You'll get to guess the lines. You know, I've run into you a few times at, uh, I don't know, WrestleManias and SummerSlams and you're as big a wrestling fan as anyone who doesn't like still live in his parents' basement can be, I think. Right. You that's, go way back. Th- that's right. I go back. I got into it around 88. When I, I mean, I was only seven or eight at the time. So, but I remember going and watching WrestleMania five on closed circuit TV at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. Mm. I went to WrestleMania six. I went to 18. Uh, and then I got to start going to him again, uh, with a, which is, I think, well, the first time that I met you was actually when I did Jimmy's show, but right uh getting into it and being available for a show like this that's a love letter to pro wrestling is it's it's a dream come true but it also comes with pressure because you in the back of my mind as we're filming it i'm 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 wondering if if someone like you is going to like it no i do and simmons and i cuz i know you value his opinion i don't know why but we we text back and forth <laughs> and uh he we love it i'm like i i, I the writing still holds up. And I was like, Oh my God, yeah. I actually think the latest episode was the best. You had CM Punk on there and yeah. well, I don't want to give anything away for anyone who is it's, it's such a weird thing. Now I can't talk about what happened, even though people really well, you can. Okay. I'll let you do it. I'll let you. Well, yeah. we're, we're three episodes in, they're all on stars. You can, you can right. binge watch them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, the, the, the response, the response has been great, but the bottom line is that any new show that you have, uh, it, it you don't just have to put it on TV. People have to hear right. other people's opinions, which is why I'm very thankful that you're having me on. And it was incredibly surreal to listen to Mike O'Malley yeah. uh, on uh, on Bill's podcast uh, this morning when I was driving to pick my, uh, or excuse me, when I was taking my daughter to school or driving back. Mm-hmm. It, it's just been it's been great. You got you got to grow it. So yeah, we had we had CM Punk on. Uh, he plays a character called Ricky Rabies that I wrestle, and uh, look, it just gets, it just gets, it just gets weirder and wackier from from here. It's exciting. Mike O'Malley is the creator of the show, so he came to you. I mean, how does this must have been? A, is this somewhat your idea? Because I, I can't imagine it took more than ten seconds for you to say yes. So Michael Waldron, who did Loki created the show back in, well, had the idea for the show back in 2012 and they tried to put it together in 2017. Then he got busy with other stuff, Loki and Dr. Strange and star Wars, never heard of it, but apparently he's into it. And, uh, and they handed it over to Michael Malley who had, uh, who had done survivor's remorse for stars. And my manager called me up when I was wrapping up Arrow and said, you got to read these two scripts. And I said, what is it? He said, it's the lead in a new TV show. And I went, no, absolutely not. He went, it's about professional wrestling. And I was, when I read that first script and I read, I read Jack in the match and then yelling at the crowd and his brother coming into the ring. But then when he goes backstage and I saw that writing, it's like by page eight, it was done. And I, I said, well, get me on the phone with O'Malley. And he and I chatted I mean, he's a Boston sports fan, so I did my very, very best uh, to to keep it together. But um, but by the time we got to the end of that conversation, I, I knew that if it if it worked out well from a you know in terms of negotiating and, and coming to a fair deal, that I was going to do it. And I 
I mean, I don't, well, this is going to air, but I would have done it for far less money than they actually did. Really? Okay. Oh, sure. Uh, don't sure, ever sure, say sure. that. What's wrong with it? <laughs> you would have done it for a free folding chair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there well listen, is, yeah. so, I mean, uh, shame on anyone who hasn't watched this, but if you haven't, you play, like we said, Jack Spade, right? Your dad, mm-hmm. this, the, the, you, you're on a local circuit here, like a local territory. That's right. Your dad owned the territory, whatever he owned. It's yeah, hard so to tell. It's, it's like kind of in your town, right? It takes place. Yeah. And you took over for him. So it's set in the fictional town of Duffy, Georgia. And my dad creates the Duffy Wrestling League. He creates it from nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm sure that he made himself the first DWL champion. Right. But in, in the show, in which we examined in episode three, uh, he's recently, he's died pretty tragically about a year ago. And right. I was in the business with him before he died, but now I'm thrust into the into the Vince McMahon role of the mm-hmm. DWL, and uh, it's it's about how I'm dealing with it because my first move was to bring on my younger brother Ace, played by Alexander Ludwig, to uh, yeah, he's 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 terrific, and he plays that he plays that that young you know he he. he he does he 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 doesn't realize that wrestling is uh you know it's great yeah <laughs> what what you did say no, uh it's it is great and you, by the way you get to watch him have sex almost every episode your, your yeah. brother not your brother in real life but in, in the uh in the movie but uh yeah yeah the, be- the best the, the best that i get the best that i get in the show other than is, is i get a I get a really terrific hand job but that's you it. do right <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice little, well you have kids and you're in the kitchen and they, who knows who's around from from what yeah. i remember but uh it's terrific. You you say you're the Vince McMahon, but you kind of do it all. You write the script in it in, in the in the show. You write the script. You obviously wrestle. Who are some of your favorites? Maybe I could ask this by saying, when you're in the ring on the mic, who do you channel? And when you're you're in ring action, who do you channel? Or is it the same wrestler? Well, well, growing up, my my favorites. I loved Mr. Perfect. I loved oh, yeah. I I loved um, I loved Macho Man. I was a bit I was a big Hogan guy. I cried at WrestleMania six when he lost at, at a birthday <laughs> at a at a third grade birthday party, which really wasn't the best. Uh, and and then you know I've I've always loved Flair, although I didn't get to know him until a little bit later. I I, I you know t- to me he was that weird guy that came into WWF with that belt that I didn't recognize, so I never really latched onto him. But of course right. now I go back and watch the ninety two Rumble. Uh, I, I promise I'm not sucking up to you when I say that I've grabbed a lot of Roddy Piper oh, yeah. uh, for this character in terms of in terms of inspiration. I just think about the way that he would walk out, and yeah. and I get to do this a couple of times, just with this absolute look of disdain <laughs> on his face, and, uh, like that. And, uh, and yeah, as a matter of fact, I know that right, yeah, just that yeah, swagger yeah, on the way of the ring, yeah. soak it all in. The more that, hatred, yeah. the better. Yeah. And then when he grabbed yeah. the mic, there was no one better, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's good. That's good. Well, that's a good one to look up to. I mean, he was mm-hmm. one, one of the greats and uh, I loved him. I got to be friendly with him towards the end and uh, I miss him every day. Now, someone yeah. I don't miss every day, James Harrison. <laughs> I had a little run in with him. Um, you know, soft <laughs> in real life, but he, I guess he puts gets it together when the camera is turned on. How does he do it? Well, he's he's not soft. He's not soft in real life at, at all. Oh, okay. we could, whatever. We could, we could uh, we could we could have a podcast called uh, "Stories That James Told Steve in the Gym," just <laughs> unbelievable stuff. The guy's a, the guy's an animal, but yeah. to 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 his credit, within heels, he plays a character named Apocalypse, 
Um, he, he, I mean, there's a lot of subtlety to his character that we reveal through the, through the remainder of the season. And, um, you know, he, he, he really digs into it. And, uh, you know, I, I tried to be of service to him as much as possible during the first season. Cause it was his first time on the film set. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ask for anything back until we got to the end of the season. And I asked for, I asked for like six tickets to, uh, Canton when he goes in. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. He, I mean, I he does so. everything a thousand percent. Right. I mean, he tackled me uh, for a, a Fox <laughs> Thursday night, uh, pregame, uh, comedy bit. And he lays in, I mean, I think, I think we'll see him in the AEW or WWE in, in two years or less. Are I you, mean, he's, got, I, listen, he, he's, he's got, he's got the chops for it. I mean, we, we, we did a lot of in-ring training and there, mm-hmm. there's not, a, there's not a ton of stuff that James can't do. And like, he's, he's not in the league anymore. I think he's 40, 42 or 40, yeah. 43, but, um, he's still the, the best athlete that I've ever been around. And yeah. he just, he just, I, I asked him, I said like, you know, why aren't you still in the league? And he goes, well, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not where I was when I was 31, 32, or even 20, you know, 35, 36, mm. but he's, he's still, he trains six times a week. He's, he's in the gym at four 30 in the morning. That's he warms insane. up, he warms up for an hour, yeah. works out for two hours and then sticks around to yell at me when I get there. <laughs> yeah. It's such a waste of time. Um, I don't know why he does all that work. <laughs> what is, let me ask you, were you in shape? You probably were already in shape for this or did you have to diet differently or train differently? Uh, I was in shape, but I was on shape. I was in shape to be on the arrow poster, you gotcha. know? So I had to, uh, I, I had to really attack the legs for the first time. And I wanted to, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to look like a, like an Abercrombie model. I wanted to look like I was thick and rough right. and tumble and that I could actually handle myself in the ring to say nothing of the fact that, you know, Jack is not, spending two and a half hours in the gym every day. He's running the league. He's a lawnmower salesman. He's a husband and a father. And it would be unrealistic. He gets the jog a couple of times a week, but you know, he has a beer as soon as he gets out of the ring. So I I think, I I think I hit the right note, but you know, we'll see after watching the first couple of event episodes, if if we get a, a second season, my, my vanity might take over just a little, a little oh, bit. Really? I'm not sure. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Well, sure, why not? Yeah. I got to go. I, I got to, you know, I got to stand next to Alexander and all that stuff. Right. That guy's, you know, <laughs> he's also 12 years, he's also 12 years younger than I am. So Is he? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's so active between the sheets on the show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I'll ask you, I mean, we're burying the lead here. You did actually have a professional match, right? Was it more than yeah. one or was it ju- just the one? So Cody and I went up against King Barrett and Neville at SummerSlam of 2015. Right. And then I was with, uh, well, he, I get he was Stardust at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I, I went up with, with Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and gosh darn it, I'm always missing someone from here against Chris Daniels and Frankie Gazarian, a couple of the guys at a Ring of Honor show in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But then I had a one-on-one match uh, with Christopher Daniels mm-hmm. where – at my insistence, at this was at All In uh, in September of 2018. It was, it was three years ago today, actually. Nice. And uh, it was at my insistence that I dropped from the ranks of undefeated professional wrestlers. Oh, your insistence, <laughs> oh, really? Boy. Yeah, I mean, that was it. We 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 built up the whole <laughs> we built up the whole match, and I just said, "Look, I, I go, you know, I want to I want to do a table spot. I want to do a coast to coast. You know, I want to." I want to exchange chops in the middle of the mm-hmm. ring and, 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 and put on, you know, a, a, 
a a match that is reasonable. But my only condition is that I lose. And Christopher Daniels, God bless him, was like, absolutely not. There is no way. And I said, well, there then there is no match. Wow. I want, I want a I want one real good false finish for me, which we got. I reversed a like I did a Falcon Arrow on him, yeah. I think. Or no, I I did basically sort of like a version of a perfect flex on him <laughs> into a bridge. And I got the I got the one, two. Oh you got the and pop. then yeah. and then and then he beat the shit out of me and, <laughs> and hit me with the and then hit me with the best moonsault ever. Nice and 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 pin me for the one, two, three in the middle of the ring. There's a you know, there's a there's a nobility there, Sal, that you'll never understand. You're right, I won't, because I am an undefeated wrestler. And I would say it no other way. I pinned Santino Morella June second, two thousand eight. I'm sorry, I have it up. The poster's right here. So that yeah. Uh, but yes, it was the greatest moment of my life. I forget kids, marriage, anything. But yeah, there's nothing like it, right? It's so stupid. And yet no, it's like how, how and, do I and- not always do this? You know. Oh, well, and, and the, 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 the semi-frustrating thing is, is that if I get back in the ring in a professional wrestling match again, I'm flirting with divorce, but, <laughs> at, but I also, it, through all, throughout all of those, all those matches, <clears throat> I was faking it. You know, we were really, really, really planning out the moves. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I can, I could probably go back and and not not only list the Christopher Daniels match, but mm-hmm. could probably list the SummerSlam match in terms of all of the different spots that I did. Um, but I never really practiced the fundamentals. I, I didn't know how to I didn't know how to throw a proper punch or yeah. or for that matter take a flat back bumper, hit the ropes properly. So now that I actually know how to do those things, because that's what I I focused on the fundamentals. Now that I actually know how to do them. Man, I want to get back in there. You do, really right? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's the greatest. I know. I practice every Saturday. I had my uh, little kayfabe here. I've been blowing it. Wow. What, Matt, one through 44, my the moves in the match. And they weren't all like physical. Like, well, I, well one of them was like, he, I go to shake his hand. He pulls it away, you know, so whatever. But yeah. I had that match down. I knew it like, like uh, I, I don't even know. I got it right. And uh, and yeah, I was worried about the ropes because I'm I'm short. And I was like, like <laughs> hanging myself every time I, I went back. And so they had to take that out because it just looked uh, too <laughs> shitty. But here's the thing. You talk about how good it has to look. And yeah. I don't know how sensitive you are to this, but Mikey Meeples pull up Steven's cousin here, who's become a meme. I don't know that you know about this, right? Do you I, know I, this? I, I, yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. Robbie Mel in the in the duff. And yeah. I don't know, whenever there's a quarterback <laughs> who has trouble Releasing the football. This is pulled up. Uh, I, let's, let's just watch it one more time. Here, mm. do, you, do you have it, Michael? <laughs> is he your younger cousin? He's my younger cousin, yeah. Okay. Uh, have, you, uh, have you discussed this with him? Yeah, we discussed it on, on the Rich Eisen show because Rich Eisen was the one that he just it, it gave him like infamy to the point where he oh, had to no. record he had to record several videos of him tossing a football because the, the guy's got a great arm. All right, here uh-huh. we go. Oh, oh. clearly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a little choppy with the, now we get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, right. So what's, <laughs> I mean, all right, I'm gonna, I want to, I want to come to his defense here. This okay, is I'm absolutely gonna... the director's fault. Okay, how yeah, do you, okay, how do you okay. accept that take? And, and all right, move it on. Let's go to the next okay, well, scene. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, first of all, 
that is it, that's the that's the director's fault. So Rich Eisen took him to task. We did the Rich Eisen show together, and he went out in the we we went out in the, uh, in, the in the plaza next to his studio, and he chucked a football like fifty five yards. It's, really, it's, you can you can find that video too. That mm-hmm. is the director's fault because you know he's saying to him, you can't throw the ball straight ahead mm-hmm. because there's camera equipment and and there's and there's and there's netting, and yeah. you know when you're a young actor, you 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 don't. It's not. He certainly knows how to how to stand up up for himself, but you know, <laughs> at, that, at that at that at that point, I remember the first se- the the first season of Arrow. Um, it, you know, they they had set me up, and they were very very worried about arrows being fired on the set. Right. So they wanted me to they wanted me to to they wouldn't even allow me to pick up an arrow. They wanted me to mimic picking up an arrow, mimic putting the arrow on the boat. And mimic pulling it back, or mime, I guess putting yeah. it back. And I and I looked at them and I said, "Hey guys, if it is not acceptable for me to pick up an arrow because I'm not a fucking mime, change your shot." <laughs> right. And then it's I, called and then I went, arrow. And then I, yeah. And then I went and then I went back to, and then I went back to my chair and I sat there and 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 you know they we came to a conclusion. Um, and uh, I suspect that he has learned that lesson. <laughs> okay, good, good. I do feel bad for him. Oh, poor Robbie. He's got to take this now. Yeah. And now he's got to prove himself to all idiots like me uh, that, thing, <laughs> that he could throw the ball 55 yards. But yeah, I don't know who the, who, who the director was. Was it, uh, was it no one idea. of the Sykes? Like who was it? Is a woman, <laughs> no one, someone who never watched football before. That's not no comment. Story. I got no you. comment. I got you. Yeah. We don't have, we could all look it up, but all right. Well you did. I love it. Uh, Parley kid, you watch all the time. You have any questions oh, for us? Uh, love the show, Steven. It is awesome. Huge fan of the show. Um, thank you. Yeah. I, I, one, your cousin still throws better than Harry. Who's on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries about uh, ambidextrous. About ambidextrous. I, Steven, I, if you got some, a uh, couple more minutes here. Uh, yeah. one, I got a couple questions. Are you a Maple Leafs fan? Oh, no, they, they weren't any good when I was, when I was growing up. Uh, and then when I moved to LA in, in 2010, uh, with my, with, with Robbie, uh, we got we got season seats to the Kings in, in 2011, and just because we th- because it's, they're cheap, they're fun. Uh, it, I think sort of. I mean, I remember Simmons talking about how he got tickets, and it's great experience. And then, you know, lo and behold, they got they have a this shitty season in 2012. They eke in the playoffs and they win the cup in 2012 and 2014. And I'm at every every game, yeah. so I'm so now I'm a now I'm a I'm a Kings fan for life. When you're in the building. And your team wins the cup. I mean, that's that's it. Absolutely. So funny. Well, if you I, said Leafs fan, I wasn't going to ask any more questions. So I can go <laughs> on to my next question. That's good. Uh, speaking of the show, do you do your own scenes? I'm guessing you do. Uh, my stunts? For the most part. The stunts, yeah, all yeah. The, the wrestling scenes. Are you doing all those? Yeah, that's that's not, that's ninety. That's ninety five. That's ninety five percent me. There, there's a few things that if you're looking at a if you're looking at a big wide shot. Uh, that sometimes they'll put doubles in there, but which is more for expedience than it is for safety. Right. But uh, you know, it's, it's, we, we, we set a, we set a precedent from the beginning here that, you know, with very few exceptions, um, if if you were going to design these matches to design, design them so that the design them so that we're capable of doing them. Otherwise, otherwise, otherwise why, you know, and, and also to to that end, who the fuck is going to double James Harrison? (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was just going to make a joke. Only James Harrison. 
the man's a stunt man, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that I, is the, tough to double the up. The wrestling yeah. scenes are so authentic. I, I, I yeah, love really it. Really great. Uh, and what's your like your actual size? I'm guessing. Let me guess. Uh, <laughs> yes. You're like five eleven, uh, for the show here. Five eleven, like two o five, two ten. I, I mean, am I for the show? Close? Oh well, I mean, when I when I was shooting when I was shooting the show, I'm between six one and six two. Depends depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. um, and, okay, and uh and i was about two uh two 215 or so okay that's good. All which, right, goes, so which, which by the way goes to show you how giant alexander is he's like six four two thirty. i was, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah that's which why, is I, said why... Five, I thought maybe five eleven because yeah but mm-hmm. you're, you're mm-hmm. wow i don't want to ruin it two? your brother wins the title doesn't he last episode <laughs> of the season i can't <laughs> I, I can tell well, you, I I can tell you that I can tell you that the season ends with a title match. Well, okay, all right, Sal, you probably I mean, must lose yeah. because anybody who comes on this podcast ends up losing, right? No, so, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. We, we, we had winners for a while, and then we had Freddie Roach, who who has Pacquiao, and we had Tyron Woodley. We've had a a, a bad stretch here, but yeah, you got to You got to keep uh, the winning streak intact. And 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 last question, if I if I sure, ask, how pissed do you get? When there people compare you or think that you're Chris O'Donnell, the far less superior actor than you. <laughs> Interesting. Does that wow. piss you off? That's got to piss you off. You're much cooler no, man. and it, it, uh, it's, a better actor than that guy. <laughs> no, like it's 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 been it's been happening for a long time. I got to I got to work with him on NCIS LA. It's one of my it's my maybe my second job uh, in LA back in in 2010. And, uh, and honestly, you know, that, 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 that guy, if you don't see him, it's cause he's bought an Island and retired somewhere. So there, <laughs> there are worse, there are worse things. No, I, absolutely. And I, and I kid, hey. and there better be a second season to the show though, by the way. Oh yeah. Well, let's, be let's hope. Hey, yeah. parlay, parlay kid. I, I got, I got a question. I got a question for you. And I guess the group here, how, how, how are we feeling about the Rams overall? Mm. I, I, love I, the Rams. Have, I, I got them in the Super, the Super Bowl this year. I, I did too. I got him in you, there. You do? Fuck. I have beaten the Bills in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's not good. I mean, I, that's not a good thing. <laughs> I, I I love him this year. I mean, Sal Sal knows. I thought I was going to see him at the at the divisional game for Cowboys yeah. Rams at the Coliseum a couple a couple of years ago on mm-hmm. Saturday night. The year they went to the Super Bowl, but uh, and I was at the Super Bowl. I was. I mean, I I was at that game. I was at the NFC Championship game, and I was at the Super Bowl and. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this. Year. Listen, I'm, I, I, I'm I was, excited. I was like, all right, pump the brakes on the Stafford stuff. And then I've been reading stuff all summer. And it's like, God, that guy had a top 10 defense once in, with the, with the lions. And he went 11 and five. I mean, I think the sky's yeah. a little, I, they're I, in that I, tough division, but I, they could go 13 and four. I, they're that I think Steven could be hanging out with Sean McVay on a daily basis. They would oh, get yeah. along. Yeah. Have you met you McVay? Guys would, he would love you. You guys would be uh, fast friends. I go to um, I, I go to uh, to Jay Glazer's uh, gym in uh, oh, in, in L.A. and I right. went to um, yeah, and I uh, he he had a party at his house for some of the members. I got I got to meet McVeigh and uh, although I, I the guy the guy one of the guys that I've gotten to know is a super 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 guy, and it's just it's disquieting to me that I'm like two or th- two years older than him. I think is uh, Andrew Whitworth. What a great guy! Yeah, super guy. Yeah, oh, yeah really yeah. good. Guy. I hear good things about him all the time. Yeah. 
Well, I think, uh, I mean, obviously this is a big hit and the Rams are going to be a big hit. Oh, everything's coming up roses for you. Your cousin, Thank I don't you. know, different story. He's got. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no I way. I feel bad. No way. I feel it's not his fault though. We're telling him. No, we're filming, uh, we're filming a, we're filming a movie this, uh, we're filming a movie this fall. It's a sequel to a movie that we did called Code 8, which is on, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'll be in Toronto, but, uh, he's in the new resident evil movie coming out. He's, he's, he's doing, he's doing very well. He's doing very, very well for himself. Oh, know? good. Okay. Yeah. Does he have to yeah. throw a grenade or anything? I mean, is there anything? I'm to? <laughs> Again, Sal, no comment. No comment. Please. <laughs> okay, yeah. You don't want to tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> Hey, uh, I have, I'm doing guest aligns with Simmons on Sunday night, our first one of the year, but I I'm can't now, it, wait. It, well, you may have to wait. Cause now I just realized that's during episode four of Heels. So I don't know. Maybe we have to postpone this. Which would you rather me do? Watch your show or or do Guess the Lines? <laughs> I mean, as long as I can have it by Monday morning, I'm good. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll make sure <laughs> to do it. It's called Heels. It's on Stars every Sunday night at 9 Eastern. Steven, thanks for jump, jumping on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much, fellas. I really enjoy your podcast. I uh, never miss one. All thanks, right, Steven. That was great. Awesome. A lot of yeah. fun, right? Yeah. I, I want to be friends with Steven. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think can we can. I, well, can we work? Too. Hopefully when we go hopefully, out. So when we're at the Jimmy Kimmel ball, you got to invite any yeah, person you're right. that's been on this podcast yeah. as you're a right. guest. Hopefully. And have them in the suite, Sal. Well, we'll see how big the suite is. Yeah, uh, let's let's make let's get the um, biggest one possible and have yeah. hopefully Jill every guest and, I'm just, and at least invite him. It's Stephen Amell, first one on the list. He can't get. <laughs> Tell me, him and McVeigh wouldn't be great friends. They would be great friends. <laughs> oh, I think so. Yeah, I, don't, I oh. guess they met already. But there, go ahead, Brian. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say hopefully Jill doesn't listen to this pod. She's going to be, you know, <laughs> oh, going to be a no. little bit, a little bit jealous here. Amal, Michael heard it though. Jill, are you listening to this? <laughs> Meatballs heard it. He'll report back to mom. It's not going to be pretty. Oh, there's a good cough. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So yeah. that means Harry's coughed, which means we could switch gears and go to football right now. All right. Here we go. Football, college football, guys. Let's play some music here. What, what, what marching band did we say we ended up liking? We got Wisconsin, Penn State. Notre Dame, Florida State, Clemson, Georgia, LSU, UCLA, Spaghetti Meatballs. One of you surprise us with a with a fight song here. that does anyone know what that is what is that meatballs alabama <laughs> oh alabama alabama the horn frogs i would, no, I right. would, Crimson I would Tide. probably i would probably suck in fights so what well, we fight should song. be better at these aren't should we be better at these by now we've been watching football for uh 75 years <laughs> i don't know any just of too but it's too much now we just we watch 400 I guess, games we watch i know i guess because so now we lose run it. into get a sandwich every time uh, there's a break in the action. But <laughs> anyway, let's start off Wisconsin, Penn State, Wisconsin home. Yes, and Madison, five and a half is a spread. Forty nine and a half is the over under. And I'm going Penn State. I'm doing it. 
actually, you look at these two teams. They tied for the most wins without a playoff appearance the last five seasons. 46 each for Penn State and Wisconsin. Oklahoma is 43, and Florida has 42. So that's how that is. But neither team was very good last year, right? Um, right. And Wisconsin has been not no bueno against Penn State. Penn State won the last four against the spread 4-0 points per game. They beat them by a touchdown every game. They got this running back, John Lovey, tra- transferred from Baylor to Penn State, 1,800 rushing yards, 17 touchdowns in four seasons at Baylor. Now he's their guy. You know, we saw what they did last year. They started 0-5 before winning four straight. Sean Clifford, the quarterback, seven touchdowns, one interception in that win streak. I don't love the Wisconsin quarterback, Graham Mertz, who has a total one touchdown and seven giveaways in three games versus ranked teams last season. I'm going Penn State. I think it's too many points. I know Wisconsin plotting offense. You know what they do? It takes them forever and ever and ever to score. Uh, I am going to go with Penn State. Parley kid, you agree with me? Too many points in Madison. Yeah, too many points. So I think when we look at this matchup with uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, uh, you know, I know Penn State had a rough year, but they did win their last four games mm-hmm. of the year last year. Uh, Wisconsin uh, struggled as well. Um, Penn State has Sean Clifford back, Sal. He's, he's thrown 41 touchdown passes in his career against 16 interceptions. Uh, he's destined, I think, to have a pretty solid season this year. Uh, obviously, he's played in a lot of games. I think that's going to bode well. You know, we talk about Wisconsin and their running game. Their running game mm. was pretty absent last year. Uh, and that's right. where their downfall was. And I'm not sure if they're going to be getting it that back this year. You know, Wisconsin had three games last year where they scored seven or less points. I believe and it because of that, I just them, think, I'm sure. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, right. And, and because of that, I just think giving five and a half points here to a team that returns a pretty solid quarterback and mm-hmm. won their last four games of the year last year, it's just too much in game one. Let's take Penn State. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, you know, I don't like to base it on the last few years. It is like filling out an NCAA bracket, like, oh, Arizona, they're good. Or Gonzaga, you know, whatever. But uh, Wisconsin, I'm trying to think of a more frustrating offense to bet over the last decade. Maybe Virginia Tech. I don't know. Wisconsin is 13 points in the fourth quarter every game. Northwestern. Every single game. Northwestern. Good one, Harry. Yeah. I don't, for some reason, I don't jump on them normally. But yeah, they're low scoring. But it just run, they run, 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 and it just takes forever, and they never seem to have a, a good quarterback. And, Brian, that's probably why you're going under here. Yeah, I'm going under the 49-and-a-half, although it's weird, right? They get into those bowl games, right? And then all of a sudden they yeah. play these non-conference teams and they start putting up tons of points. Um, you know, right. they're a good bowl team to jump on. But, jeez, uh, tough game in the Big Ten to start right away. Um, but I did, I do think I took the over, right, on Wisconsin when we went uh, conferences early in the year. Um but yeah. they are a team that always bothers me. It's hard to watch them because they do play so conservative, conservatively at times. And, you know, they mm-hmm. they rely on that O-line and their defense to dominate games. You know, they have the type of quarterback. I keep hearing people think Mertz is good. I mean, he he is probably the best quarterback recruit they brought in, right, two years ago but or last year. But yeah. um, And a lot of people think he's going to put up big numbers. I just don't see them ever being aggressive enough, you know. So, you know, they're probably going to be – the best defensive team in the Big Ten, one of the best in the country. I think they have seven of their top eight tacklers are back this year. 
Um, and last year they only gave up 16 points a game. And then when you look at Penn State, um, you know, I know Parley Kid said, you know, they had played well late latter uh, part of the season last year. I think they only gave up, I think, 17 points a game over the last four. But they bring back a lot of starters too. This this to me just has the feel of like a 24-17 type of game. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one of those games. The clock's going to be, you know, at least when Wisconsin's on the field, I feel like the clock's going to be running. And you're just like, all right, I'd be just too worried yep. to, uh, I'd just be too worried in this one to take the over. I think it's all a right. little high. So Paulie Kidd and I have Penn State. Brother Bry has the under. Clemson, Georgia. I mean, this is the marquee matchup, right? Clemson minus two and a half over Georgia. 50 and a half is the over under. Clemson, let me read this off to you. Versus ranked teams the last 23 games, 19 and four. 15 and eight against the number Georgia. Very, very rarely are they an underdog, but when it happens, zero and four average margin of defeat, 13 and a half. I guess those, that could be just Alabama the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. We uh, Lele, I love it. If I'm going to learn how to say that name, he's my pick for Heisman <laughs> winner right there. Uh, I do like him. We talked about what he did to Eddie Spaghetti's team. Notre Dame um, didn't end up that bad for Spaghetti. Come back, win against Boston college. He's got his reps. For him, but it's not even about him. It's about this defense. I brought it up on the last against all odds, a reminiscent of the 2018 class where all those guys went pro. Um, Clemson had 46 sacks. I think JT Daniels is going to be scrambling a lot. They had a receiver get hurt. George Pickens tore his ACL in spring practice. I like Stabo to play with a chip on his shoulder this weekend. 28-20 final. I'm going Clemson minus the points. Harry, you're taking the total here. And I'll take that score, Sal, because I'm going to take under 50 and a half. Georgia Bulldogs year in, year out. We always see it. One of the best D's and defenses in the country. Uh, probably the best in the SEC as a whole. Uh, eight of their 10 games last season, they gave 24 points or less. Uh, and Dabo's defense uh, for Clemson this year, I think it's going to be better than last season's. In last season's, they gave up 21 or less eight times. They've got eight. The, the top eight tacklers are returning, including standout linebacker James Skalski, I like the under 50 and a half here. I'll take your 28, 20 style, but I think it even goes lower than that. I think it lands around 41. All right. Brian doesn't like 28, 20 Clemson because he's taking. I hope uh, not. You, you, you always like Georgia, though, Brian, no, don't you? No, no. I would t- no. Well, Darren, I would t- which son roots Matthew, for Georgia? My son Matthew's a Matty Georgia roots for Georgia. Fan. Okay. All right. Uh, but How I would- that happened? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and a I think fan. he just liked the bulldog. He probably liked as a little yeah, kid. He, he was a bulldog. bulldog. When he was a kid, he loved bulldogs. That's right. Meatballs, which was your team, college football team? Because it's tough with New York. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Oh Interesting. Yeah. All over the place. Texas Tech. Kyle is uh, Cincinnati. Wow. Was it just <laughs> a Jersey <laughs> thing? That's crazy. It's weird, right? Harry was Syracuse. That made sense, but it's it's tough for the rest of us, right? Unless we just well, I always, Christians, yeah. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I always so, I always yeah. like Michigan too. I mean, Michigan was my team growing up. Although I've, you know, I don't, I yeah. don't care nearly as much anymore. Um, yeah, I actually even not without living out here, I always liked USC, but but, I, but didn't go too crazy. But all right, Brian, you like uh, you like Georgia? Yeah, I'm usually high on Clemson. I don't know why I'm I'm you know not that I'm down on them. I do have them. You know, I have. UNC I gave out the other day, so I'm kind of rooting against Clemson in general. This this game obviously doesn't matter, but is this the best? I'm trying to think. Week one, you know, we've had a lot of good week one games, but this has got to be the best yeah. week one matchup sure. we've had in a while, yeah. right? Um, but 
I don't know. I just get the sense I could see SEC fans next week just making fun of every other conference like they always do. I know. I um, hate that. I know. You're going to, you know, you'll hear it from Clay, I'm sure. But, mm. you know, you have to like what Georgia returns, although Pickens is a big loss for them. He he definitely is the top receiver, one of the top receivers in the country. But they they do have one of the best QB and running back tandem, tandems in the country. Uh, Daniels, I believe, was 4-0 last year with Georgia, um, even including that scary uh, bowl game where they – almost lost right. to Cincinnati, but their offensive line is always good. They always have a top three recruiting class. Um, they lose a bunch on the defensive side of the ball, but they always seem to be really good there. Um, but yeah, it, you know what really scares me though? That just, I don't know, Clemson, maybe it was the conference last year. You know, that game when, uh, the first game when Lawrence missed and they, they really, they lucked out a little bit against BC that game. It looked like they were going to lose that game. That in the back yep. of the, my mind yeah. scares me, especially now when you go up against, you know, an out of conference SEC team. Normally, again, I would probably like, I, I root for Clemson. I like them to do well, but I, I don't know. I don't, you, you lose your top two players from the last uh, two years. Um, I think that, you know, coming to week one here against the Georgia team, that's going to be fired up. Uh, Who's the second at the end? You're saying? Yeah, so, I mean those yeah, are the, yeah. the two best players in the last two years between Lawrence and right. ATN for them. Even though they've had tons of studs, but yeah, um, right. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust the, I can't trust the ACC yet uh, this season, especially against the SEC, a top team in the SEC. Well, listen, here's what you got to do. You, you could, you could not have to decide. You just figure it out through Fandle. They've got it figured out for you. They're mm. hooking up new users with an enhanced. 30 to 1 odds for the first big college football game of the season. Yes, Georgia Clemson put $5 down. You're a new user. You turn it into $150. Just pick one side or use real money and bet the other side, and you're definitely going to win. I don't have to explain it to you. It's easy. <laughs> Sign up, make your first deposit to kick off the college football season on America's number one sports book. Yes, great promotions, number one rated app, easy to use, fast payouts, sometimes as little as 24 hours. Yeah. Make the most of college football this week with enhanced 30 to 1 odds. Georgia Clemson. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up using promo code against all odds so that they know that we sent you. All right, LSU. Let's continue on. A couple more here. LSU minus two and a half, 65 and a half at UCLA. It's on the road. And I got to tell you, I think this is SEC bias. Maybe we will get laughed at. Maybe that is what happens, Brother Bry. SEC runs a table, but I don't even think LSU is like a S- typical SEC team anymore. I really don't. They had the Burrow year. Of course, they've had years past, but I think they're still rebuilding here. That defense was awful last year. 44 to Mississippi State, 45 to Missouri, 48 to Auburn, and there's no evidence that they've uh, really made improvements. The D-line is supposed to be good. The linebackers are going to be switching guys in and out. Same thing with the secondary. You know, I'm not basing this on UCLA beating Hawaii 44-10, although I think it helps. I do think the extra game helps so long as you don't have injuries. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 16 total touchdowns, four picks since the start of last season. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And what more can you ask for when you're going against a bad defense like this? Uh, Charbonneau, six carries, 106 yards, three touchdowns against Hawaii. All right, I get it. It's Hawaii. But this defense, man, I can't say enough for it. Meanwhile. Defensively for UCLA, 10 of 11 starters return. I like the extra game. Eddie O starts off with a loss here, 34-30. Give me the Bruins. I'll tell you what, take UCLA first half. 
I just think it's going to be a little slow start there for LSU. That's where the game uh, in hand advantage will come in for the Bruins. Take them in the first half. Take them overall, 34-30. I like them. Parlay Kid, you're going right up against me. LSU. Yeah. Look, I, you guys know I'm on all over LSU this year. Um, I, I don't – look, they were 5-5 five and five last year. You know what UCLA's record was? It was worse than that. Yeah. So we can't get too excited about UCLA either. Um, I think this is a inter- very interesting matchup early in the year. Uh, I'm on the Max Johnson train. I think he's going to put up uh, – Hmm. Outstanding numbers. LSU has athletes, as we know, all over the field. It's about really uh, the coaching last year. Um, they have act, they probably on paper with Sting, uh, Stingley and Ricks have maybe the two best cornerbacks in the country. Uh, so defensively, they have pieces. It's just a matter of putting those pieces in the right places and in the right schemes. They've simplified their defense. They brought in a new defensive coordinator that's going to make a huge difference. I think LSU uh, playing for their state uh, this week, which has undergone yeah. uh, you know, a tremendous loss uh, this week. Uh, I, I just think that they're going to be fired up there. They're going to come out. Max Johnson, as I said, he's going to put up prolific numbers this year. I really believe this kid is the real deal. A little lefty throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, I think they they cover that. I think two and a half. I think this is, to me, hmm. an SEC team like them on the road, just giving two and a half against a, a, a mediocre UCLA team. Give me that all day. Well, listen, a lot of it is, do you believe Chip Kelly has turned it around? Because the trends are against him here, especially in non-conference games. One and six, two and five against the spread, minus 11.4 point differential. So, yeah, I think that's what you're banking on also. In addition yeah. to this LSU team and, and, bouncing back. Yeah. And, and uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson um, had a, a, lot of a, a less than a stellar game against Hawaii yeah. in, in week one. I think he struggles here against this new uh, right. improved defense of LSU. All right. Harry, you don't think it's so new and improved, or maybe you just think UCLA's defense is bad. You're going over the giant total here. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the well with UCLA game here, and I'm going to take the over 65 and a half. I don't think, Darren, that uh, Thompson Robinson – and UCLA themselves didn't show too, a ton against Hawaii as they had put up 44 points through three quarters and then just cruised from there. Sal, you mentioned Charbonneau. I mentioned him last week uh, in describing uh, my analysis of the UCLA game. Uh, had 11 touchdowns as, uh, in 2019 at Michigan. Transferred to UCLA. Had a big mm-hmm. game. Three touchdowns, you said, over 100 yards in LSU. Uh, eight of 10 games last year. Somebody in their game gave up 37 points or more in eight Ugh. of the 10 games. Uh, I need to see some improvement to even think about taking the – Believing in the Tigers and their defense. Both teams, I think, put up big numbers and goes over 65 and a half. All right. You knew you we go. knew Harry was taking the over in this game. Yeah, yeah. He's got to do it. He he's been great on the over on this. Baseball, football, you name it. No. Uh <laughs> let's do it. Spaghetti Sounds team, good. Sound Dame, Fighting Irish, Doak Walker Stadium. Seven and a half point favorite, 55 and a half is the over under at Florida State. Irish. Good job by you, Spaghetti. Double-digit wins each of the last four years. Well, they went 42-26. They win this game last yep. year? Yes. Coach Kelly's team, victorious. Parley kid, you like it? Savills, Jack Cohn gets the nod. Yeah. Quarterback for I, the Irish. I don't know. I love I, it. He didn't light it up with Wisconsin, but maybe you just can't be a good quarterback for well, Wisconsin. Maybe you, know, you just can't I, do well, it. I'm going to read you his stats in a little bit here when he was at Wisconsin, and uh, I think he can uh, surpass those at Notre Dame. Um, 
Yeah, jump yeah, in. I, I don't have much to say. I mean, FSU is an uninspiring team. They were three and six Look, last year. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I think we I somehow, for some reason, watched a lot of FSU last year. I, yeah. I don't know if we had just money on them at times, but they were a terrible football team last year. Really bad. They haven't even named a starting quarterback yet right. for this season. They haven't even named one. Uh, Notre Dame uh, blew it well. I mean, 42-26, Notre Dame won that game last year. They didn't even score a point in the fourth quarter uh, mm -hmm. against them. Uh, I, I think Cohen is going to be similar to Book. I think he's going to be pretty yeah. solid. Even his last year at Wisconsin, 18 touchdowns, seven interceptions, about 2,700 yards. Not bad for a Wisconsin quarterback. Right. Pretty solid. I think he puts up better numbers at Notre Dame. Uh, they're, they're, Notre Dame's got two running backs here that last year, Williams and uh, – Tyree, am I, am I right? It's Tyree, Eddie? Yeah, Chris Tyree, five-star recruit athlete. He's a uh, big thing for him this year, yeah. He, he's he's very good, too. Uh, against Florida State last year, they put up 300 yards rushing and averaged over nine yards a carry. I don't yeah. see things changing in this matchup. I think Notre Dame gets a double-digit win here against Florida State. I think they're leaning to – I mean, yeah, you're right. I hate to just say, oh, they were bad last year. They're going to be bad this year. But that O-line was so bad. They missed tackles. Just a poor – it's not, you know – it's not Jimbo Fisher's team anymore, right? It's not that FSU team. I, right. They have this running quarterback. I think it's going to be Jordan Travis. Shouldn't do much with his legs against the Irish. Play good. The Irish have a strong run. I think 24-14. I think, I think low scoring 24-4. What did you say? Did you say a score? Did you say 24-4? No, if, I, oh. if I'm going to give a score out, so I'm going to say 34-17. Uh, oh, higher. Okay. All right, 34-17. Harry, I mean, it's... I mean, this is not good for you, Spaghetti. I have Notre Dame. Parley Kid has Notre Dame. Harry uh, mysteriously stayed away from the total here and actually picked the team. <laughs> Notre Dame minus seven and a half. So, what what do you have to add to it, Harry? Yeah, I, I like I like Darren's score there. I think that's very similar. Cohen uh, is definitely capable of leading the offense here with his uh, experience. Mentioned Williams, eleven hundred yards last year, thirteen touchdowns on defense, led by safety Houston Griffin. He leads a solid secondary there and. Uh, Notre Dame has won four straight openers by seven or more, and Florida State has lost four straight openers, three mm. of them at home. Interesting. All right, Spaghetti, you weigh in here. This is your team. Um, I, it might be just too much hype, too much Brady Quinn on the, on the mind and you know, for you to be a, an unbiased uh, picker here. I'm definitely uh, nervous about some things with this Notre Dame team mm. this year, but if there was one game where they're going to look real, real good, I think this is a, this is the game. Normally you would say going down to Doe Campbell stadium, you're going to have a tough time down there in Tallahassee. Mm. But like you said, Sal, it's not Jimbo Fisher's team anymore. It's not even Willie Taggart's team anymore. Who was supposed to be the savior for FSU. And they're relying on too many transfers and uh, they they gave up their most points per game in school history last year. Mm -hmm. And this is now a Notre Dame team with, a, I guess you could say, a veteran quarterback in Jack Cohn. And they had last year going into the season, you weren't sure of their running game. They got t uh, Chris Tyree, who's a great signing, a five-star to bring in. And they had Kyron Williams. Well, both of them look great last year. And I expect to see more of Tyree this year, too. The O-line's not going to be as great as it was last year. It was arguably the best in the nation last year. Yeah. It's still going to be pretty damn good. And mm. I, I think they didn't push the ball offensively enough with Ian Book. As great as he was in his career, he was not a, a legitimate deep throwing like passer. He was not a great passing quarterback. He was a scramble kind of, mm. you know, Dunwell Floss and gum and sticking together kind of guy. Jack Cohn, I think we would expect more of a, uh, a pocket presence from him. And Michael Mayer, the tight end, who's a five-star as well. He's they, they call him mini Gronk. He's going to be 
the guy to mm. watch out for. And defensively, Marcus Freeman coming over from Cincinnati, great defensive coordinator, Kyle Townsend, arguably a top five player in the country, all American safety. They'll be fine. In the defensive end. I know they did lose some guys to the draft, but uh, I expect Notre Dame to win this uh, uh, right, right up there with what PK said, double digit win. I think it's going to be a really good game. Notre Dame. All right. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear a word you said because I, <laughs> I'm now looking at Doak. I call the Doak Walker stadium, but it's Doak Campbell. You're right. Now why? But there's also a Doak Walker stadium. Am I crazy? Where is Doak Walker stadium? I think that's the, that, that's the award, I believe. Right. Well, it's, it's yeah. a, it is an award. Not, the Doak Walker. That's my, is that Miami? What did I do here? Doak Walker stadium. Maybe there's no Doak Walker stadium. <laughs> that is the award. All right, fine. It's Doak Campbell. You're right. Everybody's right. I'm just trying to give some more props to Doak Walker. For God's sakes, we hardly ever talk about him on this podcast. Uh, this, this is why I hate though my all of my friends are Notre Dame fans, and I hate them because they always complain that they don't get these top recruits. And you know, Eddie just listed a million great recruits. That yeah, what about finally that? though? Fin- finally, going. finally, we're getting some guys to come in. Look, Notre Dame's always going to recruit good offensive linemen. They have for the last decade. Look at the NFL. The best offensive linemen usually are from Notre Dame tight end they've always had great tight ends and now with these athletes they're getting a little bit little bit luckier with these skill guys like a chris tyree who's a running back receiving threat kick return kicks return punts they're going to get more of that and uh, defensively now with a guy like marcus freeman who the rumor is he will take over for brian kelly when he steps down he'll be the next head coach of the irish hmm. uh getting a guy like kyle hamilton who is a, a really good he, he could be an all pro he will be a name that we will be talking about on sundays in the nfl so when other Whoa. recruits see him they see how great he's been uh it's going to be a little bit easier to bring in some top guys so i i, I think they've done a lot better in the last few seasons uh, bringing in these five stars and four stars than they have in years past all right. There's a certain arrogance, brother Bry, with the Notre Dame fans. Different from Patriots fans. Like, just join a conference array. Like, no, no, no. Well, uh, you're not going to get a buy in the playoffs if you don't join a conference. Like, we don't care. We'll be yeah. the five seed and get a home game and play three extra games. Like, it's 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 mind boggling. But you said spaghetti, and uh, everyone says the same thing. Like, uh, uh, Brady Quinn was was right there with you with that. It's amazing. Well, we're, that extra we're, game. We're smart guys. I know what we're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, but no, but it, it, the, the truth is that their AD, Jack Swarbrick, did say like he was the proponent of this new system that we're going to head to. But he was like, hey, we don't have our co- we don't have our, our conference championship game. So we'll play the extra game. So a fifth seed to them is is fine. So, I mean, look, if the school is yeah, AD, did he okay really with say it, that? He, he did, said that he he's did, like, they're yeah. like, they're like, hey, under the system, you'll never yeah. get a buy. And he's like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. That, really? He's, that's he's, how he's, it went? Yeah. If he's cool with it, like I can't argue if the Notre Dame's athletic director is fine with it. So it is what it is. All right. I guess it is what it is. All right. So those are the four big games. Let's go to Sharp Tank. You guys pick your favorite game of the weekend. And I'm going to jump on one of the bets. Harry, jump on there. What do you like? Yeah. You know what? I I, th- I know you're not going to probably take Montel. I think you're on Texas a little bit. But uh, I'm I picked on- Texas on Fox yeah. Bet Live. But go ahead. Let, let's I'm going Lu- to go the other way. I'm taking Louisiana Lafayette plus the eight and a half. Um, I don't like the hire of Sarkeesian. You know, guys, guys, I've said, I've mentioned him before. Don't yep. like him as an offensive coordinator and as a head coach in college. He hasn't done that great either. He was a, a in, he only lasted 18 games at USC when he had his issues. He was supposed to turn around the Washington program. He didn't go into 34 and 29 uh, Lafayette. They're ranked 23rd already this season. They upset Iowa State last year at the beginning of the season, beat them pretty big. A lot of pressure on the hometown kid for Texas. The Hudson card to fill the shoes of Sam Ellinger. I just don't see it here. And I like the, they'll probably win the game, Texas, but plus eight and a half. Give me Lafayette and the Raging Cajuns. Interesting. All right. 
I think they just they, they do well in these opening non-conference games, though, right? Texas. Then we look at that. They have the last two games. Last two games they won by like fifty-six and thirty-one, but against real <laughs> Utah and like uh, Louisiana Tech. Uh, no, Lafayette's it. a damn good team. I get it. I like them under for wins, but I, I think yeah, I, I don't know about this week. I'll, I'm I'm sure I'll have them on a money line parlay, Texas. But anyway, <laughs> all right, let's hear the rest, brother Bry. What do you like? Yeah, well, I'm going to keep this simple. Uh, I I mean, the slate, I, I mean, I'm very excited for this weekend. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I just feel like, again, last year I felt like we just missed the whole college football season, even, yeah. even though we had it. So yeah. super pumped. I don't know what to do with all these games back, but I'm going to keep it simple. I'm taking Bama minus the 19 and a half. Mm. I'm, I'm not messing around. I, I know you like Miami this year. I mean, I do. Uh, you know, I think I've the. I, not last year because they didn't really have a non-conference game, but I think the two prior years I bet them, uh, they were probably my sharp tank pick too. And those openers, they seem to, they seem to dominate these non-conference teams and these openers on neutral sites. I think Saban's like 10 and 0. Um, well, not that he loses anyway, ever. Um, but right. I think, yeah, he might be, he's 12 and one or 12 and two against the spread um, in these opener games. I, 19 and a half. I don't know. I, at first I thought that was a lot. And then I was like, Ah, I don't know. We've seen what uh, this Alabama team can do. I think, I think offensively they're still going to be great. They're going to put up a ton of points between Young and Robinson, and um, I could easily all of a sudden see this game like you know Mm. forty nine to seventeen. I I don't. That's the thing. You're setting yourself up for embarrassment if you bet against Bama any week. Let alone. Yeah, you can't never, never. Only think just the, the the young quarterback. I don't know. Saban, I will. This does help you. And season openers were ranked teams six and zero. Yeah, he just six and zero against the spread. Twenty four point uh, average margin of victory. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, right. I, you got it. It's there's something about him having all that extra time, right? I mean, he's been preparing yeah. for Miami for. I mean, he's been preparing for this game for six months. So yeah, I think uh, I would trust him on this one. All right, Parley kid. What do you like? Oh, a lot of college football here, on the lot of college football on the board. Go ahead, give us your best. Yeah, I'm gonna go golf. Let's go. Here. It's the last <laughs> uh, big thing of the uh, season for golf here, right? Yeah, the tour championship. Nice. Uh, I am gonna be taking uh, Justin Thomas to finish in the top five <laughs> at plus two forty. Can you guys believe this? Can you even believe this? I love it. I love, I love it. it. I, I love it, it too. But I we created some <laughs> kind of monster here. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, well, he acts like, thing, he, acts nothing, like he doesn't. He acts like he the, doesn't really like it, but I think he the, loves it. He does like it. There's he too respects much. He says the, the finest athletes in the world. I've heard him say it. I've heard him say it. <laughs> yeah, but no. look, I, I'll I'll be rooting for this on Sunday to finish. Well, you thing. guys will have right. nothing to go. go well, there's it. a Notre Dame play guys. Sunday. There's Notre Dame, well, but that's Sunday night. Are they Sunday? Yeah, that's the only. There's also Monday. There's Monday. We get Monday night. So now we're we are in. Now we're in a spot where we're in. Uh, right, we're just inundated with sports now from now until basically the end of football season, right? right? It's just, it's unbelievable. So let's just wrap it up with golf. JT, top five, plus 240. He's one stroke out of fifth place right now. He's he's on the cusp lately of, of, of his score. He just seems to have like one bad day or one, mm-hmm. you know, two or three bad holes in one day that's costing him to be a little further ahead in the leaderboard. I think he puts it all together here <laughs> in this tour, tour championship. Finishes in the top five. He's pretty much right there already. JT all day, plus 240. And by the wow. way, JT is a huge college football fan. Let's get him on the pod. 
Huge well, college it. football fan. I know he went to Bama. He went to Bama. I know. He's right. Let's get him on. All right. Let's show. We could get, I think we could get some of these guys on. Uh, Jay, you know what? Parley kid, I'm going with you. With all the college football there, I, I've kind of in some way picked against uh, Brother Brian Harry's picks there. So I'd be hypocritical. I've not picked against Justin Thomas yet. So top five. We'll enjoy that Sunday. He'll fit, he's one. So that's top five just to finish, right? That's not, that's taking Correct. into account all the, the weighted curve here, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. yep. All right. All right. I like that. I'm going JT. Top five. What is your guy's favorite month? We're first day of September here. I asked Damashek and I forgot. He gave like a 20 minute long answer, but now I can't even remember which, uh, which he picked. October. Uh, is, is it between, it's between October and November, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love October I because October. Um, you got the baseball, baseball. playoffs, football's okay. in like, it's, it's just, it's approaching oh. mid season. It's like when you're done with October, yeah. you kind of pass that eight game mark. So it's like, those are the real the meat of the schedule. I love the right baseball there. playoffs right? too, but but and thanks. I love NBA's, Thanksgiving though. That that's that's the only. That thing is I'm true. I don't but know. NBA's rolling and hockey's rolling right and, at that time. Right. It's just a working great, in Vegas for all those years, working in the sports books. You got and throw in all the sports are going in basically at the same time, and you throw in when college basketball starts too. It's just craziness. Well, I was just thinking overall favorite. I mean, you, of course, well, you're, you're sports fine. is going to weigh ninety percent. Right. Well, I think that's why I would say October because we're still. The weather here is right. still, and the East Coast is still that's pretty nice in October. So that's, that's true. That's true too. That. Yep. All right, there you go. That's our favorite uh, month and pick. My favorite pick, JT top five. That was fun. Special thanks to Stephen Amell and the Degenerate Trifecta Spaghetti and Meatballs. That's another episode of Against All Odds. And I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na